as we sit at his feet and we listen to the word, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life, that you will allow the Holy Spirit to minister into your home and into your family, into your marriage. I pray that the Holy Spirit will take preeminence this morning. Let us just bow in a word of prayer. Father, we come before you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we have the promise of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will come into our lives this morning. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Come into our lives and fill us up, Lord, like rivers of living water. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would take control of our meeting this morning, that you would bless our time of worship, Lord. Let it be pleasing unto you, Jesus. Let our worship ascend into your very throne room this morning. Even our time around the word, Lord, and we, as we sit at your feet, Lord, that your word, Lord, will encourage us and build us up this morning. Your word, Lord, will prepare us, Lord Jesus, to take on the week, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would bless your son and your servant, even as he ministers to us, Lord, that, Lord, we will be touched, that, Lord, we would know, Lord, that you have spoken to us. So we pray, Lord, that you would continue to be with us this morning. Have your hand upon us, Jesus. Minister to us, Lord, and let your Holy Spirit take full control. So we praise you and we ask all these mercies in the never-failing name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Join us this morning. Don't forget that even as we would uh, have our, our service this morning to get your communion ready as well, we will have that after our time of worship. But join us this morning as Joash leads us in a time of praise and worship. Amen. Amen. So every praise is to our God.
we ask, O oh God, this morning that you will move by your spirit and by your power. So come, move in this place. Move in the homes of each and every one of your loved ones. Wherever they are right now, as they hear the word of the Lord, as they hear, the, oh God, the, the message that today we pray that may they be transformed, may they be renewed. We pray today for everyone that is this seeking a touch from the Lord, that you, God, will begin to touch their bodies, oh God. Father, for those that are struggling, oh God, with physical ailments, oh God, and those, oh God, that are struggling, oh God, with, with, with conditions, oh God, and we pray today, Lord, this heal in the name of Jesus. We know, oh God, that you are our healer and that there is no one like you, oh God. So we declare today, we anticipate a move of God, a move of God in every home, in every family, in every life of every individual. Father, we anticipate a move of God that was transforming the hearts and the minds of men and women so that they can be drawn closer and closer to you. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We love you. We worship you. We glorify your name for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is the Lord. He is worthy to be exalted. He is, his name is above every other name. His, his name is lifted up. And so this morning, this is our desire just to lift up the name of Jesus. Bless us, Lord, as we continue this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. We just want to welcome you again. Amen. We pray that you are having a blessed time in God's presence. And uh, I just want to just share with you a few thoughts this morning. Even as we prepare, I, I pray that you have your your emblems with you, your your communion em emblems with you, a, a, you know, a piece of bread, a, 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 a glass of juice. Let us partake together. Amen. The Bible says this. He says, uh, as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Amen. And so we, and he says, do this in remembrance of him. So today I, I, I'm, I'm challenging you. On this first Sunday of, of East, uh, of, sorry, of September, I'm almost saying Easter. But on this first Sunday of, of, of September, I pray that God, you would invite God into your home and into your life. Amen. And I pray that may the power of God, the power of communion, the power of remembrance cause a breakthrough in your life. Amen. May you call to remembrance all of the promises of God, all of the prophetic words that have been released over your life, may you see a fulfillment of everything that the Lord has said. Amen. Our, our theme for this year is faithfulness and fulfillment. We believe in God, that God is faithful. That means whatever he said, he'll do. Secondly, we will see a fulfillment of every promise. So I want to encourage you today, even as you prepare your heart to, to partake of the table of the Lord, you say, Lord, I am believing you. Lord, I am trusting you. Lord, I'm, I'm believing you to show up. Now, yours may be a, a, a physical need. Uh, you may need healing in your body. You may just need uh, just peace over your mind. Or it may just be an economic need. And you're saying, God, I need a financial breakthrough. I just need something to change and shift in my life. 
today, even as you partake of the table of the Lord, you call to remembrance every promise that God has given to you, that he says you are the head and not the tail, you are above only and not beneath. God says he will bless your basket, he will bless your kneading bowl, amen? That means God says he will provide all that you need of, God's hand will provide. Some of you may be trusting God for employment. Some of you may be trusting God for direction. Some of your children, uh, some of our children are already writing trials and some of them are getting ready to write their quarterly exams. May the Lord show up on their behalf. Amen. So today, just believe God. That God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Now, Joash is going to lead us in a song. And as he does that, let's get our emblems together. But we're gonna we we we're gonna then partake of the table of the Lord together. Amen. Bless the Lord. And I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do. shall follow you all the days of your life. Amen. 
And so I pray today that all that you are trusting God for, that even as you partake of the bread, which is symbolic of the, of, of the body of Jesus that was broken for us, and the cup of his blood that was shed for us, today as you partake of this, may you say, Lord, I'm asking you, that power of the blood, that, that miracle working power, that you, oh God, will transform not only my life, but you're changing my situation. You're changing my home. You're changing my family. You're changing me. You're making me better. So I pray today, Father, we bring your sons and daughters before you. We believe that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can think, ask, or even imagine. So today, as your people join with us in their homes, wherever they're listening today, Lord, I pray, oh God, show up. May the very manifest presence of God begin to just multiply in their, in their lives. May you show up, oh God, strong and mighty. May the miraculous hand of God, may the supernatural interventions, we believe in you for miracles, that that which seems impossible with man is possible with God. And you're showing up right now. I thank you for healings. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for just a greater impartation of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may partake of the emblems. the Lord. Amen. And uh, it's, it's a privilege and honor to have you join together with us this morning. Uh, well, we're coming to you from our home today and uh, we just wanted to share with you the message of, uh, of the gospel of Jesus. And I want to share with you just a few thoughts that is important for us uh, as Potter's House uh, this month of, of September will mark 21 years, 21 years of ministry. It would be our, what we would traditionally call our 21st anniversary of the church. But we as a church also use the month of September as our covenant celebration month. So some of what I want to do is just reaffirm our covenant celebration. And some of the things for 21 years we've been celebrating every year. And uh, we use the month of, of, of September to this covenant with what God is doing in the local church and what God has done in the lives of people, even through the ministry of Potter's House, amen. And so we, we're so glad to see what God is doing, not only in Potter's House in Chatsworth, but in Potter's House in Oshabeni and in Amkababa and in also in the other ministries that we we, we, we give spiritual covering to and, and have relationships with. We're so excited to see what God is doing. 21 years we have seen, really seen the hand of the Lord. We've seen the faithfulness of God. We have also seen the fulfillment of a lot of promises. I also wait in anticipation for some things that are yet to be fulfilled. Now, in 2015, the Lord gave me a word and I shared it with the church. And I'm sharing it with you today. You may be someone that joins us online and you want to say, I want to participate together with you as you celebrate this, uh, uh, this year because the ministry has been a blessing to you. Now, normally we would do at our covenant celebration, which we, 
we, we will have a covenant Sunday. We can't have the celebration like we normally have, where we have a big celebration, a big meal. It's been our second year now that we're not able to have it. But we're going to still do something. Amen. We're going to still do something to celebrate the day. But also, we, we, we also prepare ourselves to participate. Now, two things we do. One thing we do is I ask everyone to, to write down and to uh, you know type it out write it out put it in an envelope and they normally at our covenant celebration we will have a, a, a clay jar and we'd ask you to put your what you're trusting god that means your prophetic declaration what you're trusting god for and what you prophesying over your life in the next year that god will do in your life so i want you to give some prayerful thought to that and 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 and, and do it again amen write it down um, now, this is where uh, I, the, 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 the instruction that I got from the Lord some, some time back, I think it's around 2015, that the Lord gave me the scripture in Jeremiah chapter 32. And Jeremiah uh, verse 6, and Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, Hanamel, uh, son of Shalom, your uncle is going to come to you and say, Buy my field in Anoth, because you, as a nearest relative, it is your right and duty to buy it. Then just as the Lord had said, my, my cousin came to me in the courtyard of, of the guard and said, buy my, my, my field in Anoth, in the territory of Benjamin, since it is your right to redeem it and possess it, and buy it for yourself. I knew that this was a word from the Lord, so I bought the field at Anoth from my cousin and weighed out for him 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed, had it witnessed and weighed out the silver and the scales. Then I took the deed of purchase, sealed a copy containing the terms and the conditions as well as an unsealed copy, and I gave this deed to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of Masieh, in, in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, and, uh, and of the witnesses who signed the deed of all the, the, the Jews that were sitting in the guard. And in their presence, I gave these instructions to Baruch. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Take these documents, both sealed and unsealed copies of the deed of purchase and put them in a clay jar so that they will last a long time. And for this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, houses and fields, vineyards will again be bought in this land after I have given the deed of of purchase to Baruch, I prayed to the Lord and I said, O Lord, God, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched hand. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands and bring, bring punishment of their parents unto the laps of their children. Great and mighty, who is the name of the Almighty? Great are your purposes, mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the ways of mankind. You reward people 
according to their conduct and the deeds that they deserve. Amen. Now, this is a word that the Lord gave me in 2015. We, we, we just came out of a, a, a time and we just purchased our property. We find, made the final payment on, on, on the church property there and, and the pro property was fully transferred to the church. And the Lord gave me this scripture, take the deed, the title deed of the, of the building, put it in a clay jar and ask people to also put that which they are trusting God there. And the word of the Lord that came to, to Jeremiah, the prophet, was the word that the Lord says, declare this word over the people. That once again, once again, the Bible says, houses and fields, vineyards again will be bought in the land. Now understand, this word came to Jeremiah whilst they were still in captivity. They were still under foreign rule. They were, and, and the Lord was saying to him, this is how I'm going to bring breakthrough over my people. My people are in slavery right now, but I'm going to deliver them. And the Lord wanted to remind them that I'm going to bring you out. And when I bring you out again, you're going to buy lands, houses, vineyards. It's going it's to happen. Now, I want to declare this. A lot of us have, have felt a little enslaved. We've felt a little captive. We've you know, isolated in our homes, captive by circumstances around us. The, the situation and the economic climate, everything has just helped. It's kind of, you know, we know something about state capture in our country. So we know what it means to be captured. And so when we took, when we're taken captive, sometimes we get the mentality of just maintaining. But I believe again, and I want to prophesy and I want to believe God. So whatever you trust in God, you may be trusting God for you, the, the, your child may be going to university and you're trusting God for, for that God will make a way for, for your child to get enrolled at the right university, get their fees paid. And, and some of you got children in school and you're saying, God, I need you to show up in that. Give them favor and give them success. There's such uh, erratic uh, you know, uh, teaching schedules. Some of you may be trusting God for a home. You've been renting for a while and you're just moving and it doesn't seem to, to, to have a breakthrough. But I'm believing God. I'm believing God that God will bless you. Some of you may be trusting God for a vehicle or even a new vehicle. And you're saying the one that we have, we thank God for it, but it's not sufficient for us. I'm here to say to you again, God is going to bring us out of this and he's going to bring us out of this victorious. So I want to encourage you. Just please write down that which you are trusting God for. We also, in the first week of October, we will have our covenant celebration. Even if you want to email your request to us and we'll put it in an envelope and put it in the jar. Um, uh, you know, we also do something and, and the Potter's House family knows we do a covenant offering. It's a special offering. It's not our tithe. It's not anything else. It's a special offering. Where we say, Lord, we covenant with the house and we covenant with the ministry and what you're doing in Potter's House. And we say, God, if you did it for Potter's House, you're going to do it for us. Amen. So one of the, the, the miracles, what the Lord told me, is that what he did for the church. Because I can tell you, I can spend hours telling you of the miracle that God did in us being able to pay off the building. I, I want to tell you, I'm so excited that God moved us in 2015 to do that. Because these, these past two years have been 
uh, challenging for most ministries that are uh, renting property and not owning their own and, and, and with all of the financial constraints, many of them had to close. But we thank God that we have a house to worship in because God made a provision some time back. I'm here to say to you, God is going to make a breakthrough for you so that your children don't have to have the same struggles you have. Amen. God is making a breakthrough for you that in the next five, ten years, you don't have to be in the same place where you are today. Some of you, I believe, that have bonds and you have loans and mortgage payments against your property. I'm trusting God that there will be supernatural intervention where you're going to start to pay off your properties. You become free home, debt free. Amen. Some of you that are in debt and you're trying to say, hey, Pastor, you know, we, everything we're trying, we're not coming out of it. I, I want you to know there's something powerful when you begin to covenant with grace. When you covenant with grace, that grace will begin to break through in your life. Amen. And I want you to know that their potter's house is good ground. Amen. And so when you sow into good ground, God will begin to, to bless you. So, so for the potter's house family, just remember your covenant offering. Trust God, whatever. It's not a specific amount, but it must be your faith amount. Amen. Something that you are trusting God for. Now, one of the things that I learned as I read this portion of scripture, the, the first thing the Lord gave to, to Jeremiah, a particular word. He already prophesied of what was going to take place. He said that your cousin is going to come. He is desiring to sell a field. And when he comes, buy it. And he told, the Lord told him exactly what his cousin would say. And not even a moment after that, his cousin comes in and says, this is the field. I am selling it. You're the, you're the nearest relative. You have the right to possess it. And you can buy it. Now, this is the important part now. Many of us sometimes make a mistake. We, 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 we get so excited about the opportunity that we don't follow the process. Amen. Even if you're doing business dealings with family, make sure that it's done right. What did, what, what did Jeremiah do? The Bible says that Jeremiah, he went and paid the price that was requested. They signed and sealed the deed. Amen. That means... There must be legal documents. You're doing any purchase, make sure it's in writing. Make sure it is witnessed. Make sure that you pay the full amount that is required of you. Amen? That means do it the right way. No shortcuts just because, oh, you know me, we make a plan, we'll organize. You know, that's the language you sometimes use. So I want you to understand, do it the right way. And then you, you, you can, what is meant for you will be a blessing. I'm here to say to you, some of you, there's going to be supernatural interventions. God is going to come. Some opportunities are going to come your way in the coming year. I believe this. Amen. Receive this. In the coming year, there's some opportunities that are going to come out your way. And God has already given you the provisions for it. And as you would do it, do the deal, deal properly. Do the deal properly. Amen. And it's going to be a blessing for you. Amen. I believe this. Like like Jeremiah, the, 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 the message that came to him that there's a field that is coming up. I mean, there's opportunities coming up for you to seize. Maybe a business opportunity. Some of you may be property. Amen. But there is opportunities that are coming that God is going to use because of the depraved economy. God is going to use that opportunity to bless you. So, so look, look out for that opportunity. And when it comes, say, Lord, I'm ready. Amen. 
do make sure the paperwork is all above board make sure the, the the transaction is all done correctly and it will be a blessing for you now if you go and read jeremiah chapter 32 and jeremiah chapter 33 you know the the a, a lot of what is happening the you know they, they they're under the the captivity of babylon um they, there is many many challenges over there but the lord is saying to them that god is going to be their god and he'll give them singleness of heart so that if they would fear him and the bible says and i will make an everlasting covenant with them i will never stop doing good to them i will inspire them that fear me so that they will never turn away from me hallelujah this is a word i want you to also get in your spirit that the bible says that God says he will give us singleness of heart and action. Amen. This is a season. I want you to know, Potter's house, God's been faithful to us. No matter what you're facing right now, whatever you're going through right now, God is faithful. You've got to hold on to the promises of God. You declare the word of the Lord concerning you. Amen. And I, I'm believing God. On Wednesday, the Lord gave me a word and, and I shared with you the experience of John G. Lake, that even as they 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 they, they, they put the, the the elements of the plague in his hands, it died in his hands. Amen. I believe in God. There's a miracle that God is doing. Amen. And that the Bible says that no plague will come near our dwelling. God will deliver us and bring us out of it all. So even if you go and read in in Jeremiah chapter 33, you see the hand of the Lord. But so today this lays a platform. For what I want to share with you, that he is a God of covenant. So as we start this month of our covenant celebration, I want you to know and introduce you to the God of covenant. Amen. That means God, our God is a covenant keeping God. Amen. Now in Genesis chapter 15, if you have your Bibles, just go there with me. I want to read. It, it seems a little long, but I want to use it to lay a platform today for this message. I will continue it even during the week, that our God is a God of covenant. That means, it, it, it says, after this, Genesis 15 verse 1, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a dream and says, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him and said, This man will not be your heir, but the son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up to the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Amen. He said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you the land to take possession of it. But Abram said, 
sovereign Lord, how can I know what I will that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me an a heifer and a goat and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. And Abram brought all these to, to him and cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then the birds of the prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep and then a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. And then the Lord said to him, Know for a certain, for four hundred years your descendants will be strangers in the country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nations they shall serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to, to ancestors in peace and be buried in an old age, and in the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here and the sin of the Amorites has not reached full measure. Now, the Lord comes to Abram and he institutes a covenant with him. And in, as part of this, the covenant was he had to prepare a sacrifice. And God said to him, you have to bring a, a heifer, you have to... You have to bring a goat, you have to bring a ram, you have to bring pigeons. And, and in those days, we know in the Old Testament, there was still the sacrifice. And sacrifice was one of the ways in which they instituted the covenant. But one of the things was that the Lord asked him to, 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 to bring these animals and then cut them in half. Half on one, on the left side, half on the right side. And God will institute a covenant where you'll ask Abraham, to walk between and the Bible will say as you continue to read in that scripture that the, 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 the power of the Lord will come in and consume the sacrifice. The presence of the Lord will show up and it was in, in the middle of the sacrifice was how God will establish a covenant and agreement. Now it's more, a covenant is more than just an agreement. It is a promise from the Lord. Amen. And so the Lord was coming to, to Abram. And remember, Abram was, was, he's already left his home. He's left his family. The Lord, Lord has directed him. But the, the challenge was the Lord said to him, I'll make you a father of many nations. He's come to the place where he's saying, maybe it is going to be through my servant Eleazar and his household. They will be heirs of uh, all that I have. And, and the Lord was, was coming to him and the Lord was specific. It's Eleazar is not your heir. I'm here to say to you today that some of you have settled on that this is what is going to be my lot in life. And God is saying to you, it's not over till I say it's over. Abraham was considering his age. He's about 75 years old at this time. We know, I mean, many people at 75 years old, I mean, if you're going to tell them you're going to have a child, it's going to be almost a miracle. And, and they're saying, maybe our offspring, uh, you know, there's no offspring. This is going to be how God is going to bless us. And the Lord was specific. The Lord says, lift up your head. And I say to you this, this, this morning, 
lift up your head, if you can look up to the sky and count the stars, he says, so shall your offspring be. This is the promise of the Lord, that whatever God says, he, was, he is there. He will ensure that it is met, it will ensure that it is fulfilled. That means he is a covenant-keeping God. Now, Abram, the Bible says, and Abram believed. Now, this is the important thing. When God says something, the way that you connect to what God says, the way that you appropriate that word to find reality in your life, the way you cause a manifestation of that release of the word that God or the promise or the prophecy that God has released over your life is you connect with it in faith. And the Bible says, and Abraham believed. How do you connect? You believe. How do you connect? You believe. How do you connect with the prophetic word? You believe. Amen. That means you don't doubt. You don't question. You don't analyze. You believe God. And when you believe God, the Bible says it was counted to him for righteousness. God credited it to him for righteousness. I want you to understand today when you take God at his word, God is going to show up on your behalf. I want you to begin to start to profess the word of God over your life. That means profession is basically I'm declaring if God said it, I believe it and that establishes it. It's done. Amen. In Jesus name. So you've got to come to that place where you begin to take every promise, every word, every, every statement that is released over your life and you believe it. Now the Bible says, and God says, says to them, and God then breaks out. Now this is the important part. Once he begins to establish the order, God begins to speak. That means now God has spoken to him. He's responded in faith. Then God says to him, now I give you an instruction. Are you going to respond in obedience? You see, there's one element of responding in faith. There's a second element of now responding in obedience. And then God says to him, bring the sacrifice, follow the instructions, set out the sacrifice. And when he laid out the sacrifice, the Bible says, and God showed up. And as the sun was setting, the Bible says, and the presence of the Lord came and the Lord said to him, no, for a certain 400 years, your descent. The Lord is not even telling him you're going to have a son. God is saying to him, your descendants. That means your children and your children's children. This is what is going to happen. He says they're going to be strangers in a land that is not theirs. They're going to be mistreated for 400 years. When they, but I'm going to bring them out of, of that. After the fourth generation, I'll bring them out. God was saying to him, there's a future. You see, right now, he's, trying, he's still saying, I got no children of my own. No children of my own loins. And the Lord is saying to him, there, there is a generation, there's descendants, there's a nation coming that is in you. And there's a nation that is coming down the line. You may not see them. You'll be gone and you'll be with, the, uh, with, with, with your forefathers. And he says, but you, but your descendants, they will go into a land. They will be enslaved and they will come back. And God even says to him, the land that God has ordained for him, for him and his descendants to have. I'm here to say to you today, every promise that God has given, he will establish. Now, God is a covenant-keeping God. Amen? Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 and 2. And Abraham, and Abraham was 90 years old 
and oh, sorry, 90 years and nine years old. So he's 99 years old. And the Lord appeared to him and said to him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, be perfect, and I will make my covenant between you, me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And then the Lord goes on to give him a prophetic word through the angels uh, that came to visit him and say to him that by the next year, this time, your wife is going to have a son. Now, when I read that, sorry, that portion of scripture, I saw that firstly, Abraham laughed. Abraham laughed. Secondly, when, when, when Sarah would hear the repeat of the statement, when she had it, she would laugh. And I want you to know that God still showed up. Irrespective of their laughter because of their age, because of the difficulties, the Bible says in, in Jeremiah chapter 32, nothing is too hard for God. I'm here to say to you today that nothing is too hard for God. God is going to begin to show up in your life. That's why in Jeremiah he says, Lord God, you have made the heavens by your great power, by your outstretched hand. Nothing is too hard for you. He says, you have shown your love to many generations. I'm here to say to you, God is about to show up in your life and he's going to manifest himself. Now, when you are under covenant of God, you will be established and anyone or anything that fights you, God will fight. That means God was saying to, to, to Abram, he says, the nations, will, they will go in, but the nation that has enslaved them, I'm going to deliver them. That means God says, I'm going to fight on, on, on your behalf. So this is a very, very important part. But then it goes on. It says that covenant also has a capacity to multiply you. That means when you are under covenant, not only does God establish you or fight for you, God, the under covenant, God has the capacity to multiply you. When God has set to bring multiplication into your life, he always brings people first into covenant. Before God can bring multiplication, he's got to bring you into covenant. Amen. So believe God that God will bring you into covenant. He says before even, and I want to, to, to say to you today, before even the problem, a problem existed or a situation existed, or circumstances arose in your life, the prophetic word already existed. So it doesn't matter what the problem you are facing right now, the prophetic word was already released that will come, that will come to pass. The prophetic word will come to pass. So there is no problem that the capacity of God cannot overrule. Amen. There's no problem that the capacity of God cannot overrule. Amen. And so whilst we, whilst we are living, believe God that God is going to show up in your life. Now, let, 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 me, let me share with you some of the character of, of, of this God, our, our covenant keeping God. And I just want to share with you just a few points. Firstly, God does not forget his covenant. When God makes a covenant with you, he does not forget it. God will make sure it comes to pass. Amen. He will not cut away a blessing from you. 
Now in Galatians chapter 3 verses 14, the Bible says he redeemed us in, the, in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ so that by faith we may receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. I'm here to say to you today, God says he will move on time, on circumstances, he will move on systems to ensure that the prophetic word that he has spoken will come to pass. I'm believing God will move on the hearts of people. Now in Exodus chapter chapter 6 verses 1 to 6, God reminds Moses and he said to Moses, I am the Lord as I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as Almighty God, but by my name, the Lord did not make myself fully known to them. I've established my covenant with them to give them the land of, of Canaan, where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groanings of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians have, are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. I will bring them out of under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will give, I will free you from being slaves to them. And I will redeem you by my outstretched arm and by the mighty acts of judgment. That means God was saying to Moses, that which I promised, that which I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is now going to be fulfilled in your lifetime. And this is going to happen. Now sometimes, and, and, and remember, Moses is dealing with a people that for over 400 years they were slaves. Remember the house of Jacob came into, uh, in, into Egypt just for protection from the famine. And by God's sovereign grace, how Joseph will be elevated, positioned so that the, the family will be secure. But now there are over 400 years, there's a Pharaoh that does not know Joseph or even of the account of Joseph. And they are in this place. And he is in this place and they're in this country and they're saying, God, are you going to show up? And God is saying to Moses, I'm about to deliver you. I'm here to say to you what God says. He never forgets his promise. Second thing. God is to be feared and to be respected. Amen. If you want to know the character of God, you've got to understand him. You've got to respect him. Now, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 12, it says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord, walk in obedience, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul, to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. Amen. That means when you walk in covenant, it is for your own good. It, you, you see, you, you cannot want the blessings of covenant without following the instructions of covenant. So in part of it, it means you've got to walk in reverence of the Lord. Amen. I pray that the fear of the Lord will return back to the church. That there will be a reverence for God. That means part of our lives, you know, uh, in this world that we're living in, so much of us have become so humanistic 
We've come to the place where we feel we're so self-sufficient. We've come to the place where we feel like we, we, we can do everything on our own. And a lot of people have gotten into that place in the last year and a half and saying, I'm just going to make it. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it uh, uh, you know, my way and all of those things. And, and yet God is saying to us, obey him. Walk in obedience. Love him. Serve him. With all your heart. With all your soul. You've got to do it with everything that's in you. With your mind, your heart, your soul. Amen. Everything and your spirit. You observe his commandments. And he says, uh, uh, today it is for your own good. But then the character of God. Of a covenant keeping God. He is a generational God. He is, he is, a, is a God of families. Amen. One of the first things that God established was family. Bible in Colossians will say he is the, he is the, 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 the father of, of the families both in heaven and on the earth. Amen. So God the Father has, has sons and you can't enjoy God if you are just coming alone without a spiritual lineage. That means you can't just come to God on your own. But there's a spiritual lineage that you need to be a part of. That means a spiritual family that you have to be a part of. Amen. Now, this is what God, God said in Genesis 28 verses 12. And here we see Jacob having a dream. And he had a dream and he saw a stairway resting on the earth and the top of it reaching to the heavens. And the angels were ascending and descending on it. And above it stood the Lord and the Lord says, I am the Lord. The God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac, I will give you and your descendants the land you are lying on. That means he's a generational God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm here to say to you, for your household, for your family, when God operates in covenant, when he operates in covenant, the promise does not only is restricted to your generation, but it's to the generations to come. Amen. So begin to speak that into your life. This, this month of covenant, uh, this month of covenant celebration as you join us, I want you to understand that God doesn't just covenant with an individual. He covenants with a household. He covenants with a family. Amen. And there's a promise that is there. But then we see that God is unstoppable in his heart. When you serve him, his blessings will be unstoppable. Amen. That means God, the God will do wonders to perform that which he said. Amen. That means in, in Job chapter 9, he says, he is, uh, verses 10, he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed and miracles that cannot be counted. Amen. So I want you to understand even Romans chapter 11, if you go and read it, verse 33 to 36, it says, how, how the depth of his riches and wisdom and knowledge, how unser unsearchable is his judgments, his parts beyond tracing, who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has, has been given his, his counselor, who has ever given God that God should repay them. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be glory forever. But the last point that I want to leave with you, is just and is righteous. Anyone who enjoy covenant must be one who's dedicated himself to a living and a holy God that is just. I want you to understand that God, he says to them that, 
that, that will fight and those that will persevere, he's got a crown of righteousness for you. Amen. So I want you to know that our God is a God of covenant. One of the ways that we, we, we access the blessings and the hand of the Lord over our life is through covenant. I want you to understand, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about covenant and I'll break it down and share with you some of the ways to activate covenant on Wednesday. But I want you to to, to, to this this week, this understanding, he's a covenant keeping God. One of the ways that you can access the will, the way, the purpose of God for your life is enter into covenant with him. Amen. When you do it, it's not just for you. It's for the generations to come. Don't just think for the moment. Don't just think for the now. Don't just live in the moment. But begin to understand God is building a spiritual house that is going to last for generations. Amen. So let's just bow our heads together. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for all that you are doing and you continue to do. So this morning, I bring your sons and your daughters before you. I pray, O oh Lord, that may you reveal yourself as a covenant-keeping God. Whatever you said, whatever prophetic word, whatever word you have given, whatever dream you have placed in our, whatever word, even from your word, that is holding them and directing their steps, I pray today that may they see the fulfillment of it. That this year, as they close out the last few months of this year, they will see the faithfulness and the fulfillment of the prophetic word. That there will be an establishing of the promises of God over their life. We give you praise, glory, and honor. Bless your people this week. Let them see signs, wonders, and miracles by the outstretched hand of God. May you, oh God, just show up, oh God. We thank you for, for testimonies of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a great week, amen, from my home to yours. Have a blessed week, so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance before you and give you peace. May the Lord bless your basket and your kneading bowl. May the Lord bless your going out and your coming in. May his protection, provision, and promise be activated in your life. This we ask in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be blessed. Amen.